part two of the Scobro Show. This is Behind the Steel Curtain editor Dave Schofield coming at you again with me, as always, my big brother Rich. Rich, how you doing? You know what? I didn't get to do it in the first half because you kind of changed the question coming to well, me. So to, I will start this half of the show saying, "Welcome to the Bro Show." <laughs> Welcome to the Bro Show. We are we are here. I mean, we we can't we we don't have any victory to to, to breathe in because oh. the Steelers haven't played, but they're about ready to. Uh, I mean, this is. I was looking at. Do you realize? What I was going to say this for Stat Geek, but I'll go ahead and throw it out there. The Pittsburgh Steelers have not lost to the Buffalo Bills in a one o'clock kickoff since 1999. Doomed it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Lord, when you say no, stuff like that, no. you jinx us so, all the time. So what, no, but what I'm saying it jinx. I'm no blaming you. Jinx. <laughs> what are you talking about? If the okay. Steelers lose Sunday. It is your fault. No, yeah. <laughs> Jeez, did he just say there's no such thing as a jinx? I'm sorry. I'm quoting how I met your mother now. Um, bottom line is, is these teams, the reason I kind of bring that up is, is we know that, you know, the Steelers have lost their last two matchups against the Bills. Because of the trajectory of these two teams, they've been playing in prime time. So the fact that this is a one o'clock game, and this is the main, this is the national one o'clock game for CBS. I don't know. Did you, you don't care about things like that because no, you live in, in the viewing area. I actually, yeah. I actually get this game, although I'm I'm I have two CBS stations where I live. One is out of Baltimore, one is out of Washington. So a lot of times they put the same game on both, which is really annoying because you have more possibilities. They're not scheduled to have the same game on both channels because the football team is playing an AFC opponent. I'm pretty sure they're playing the Chargers, so they're on CBS. So they're on the Washington station, but the Baltimore station, as of right now, is scheduled to be. Pittsburgh Buffalo because this is a key matchup. This is some people are like, oh, if this was later in the season, it would get flexed. This would even be a game that networks would protect that they wouldn't want to flex it. So this is kind of a big deal that they're playing a one o'clock game. I mean, I don't know if you have looked at the schedule to see what other kind of matchups are going on. It, I mean, some people are big on you know the Browns and the Chiefs, but I mean, this is one of the key matchups, wouldn't you say? Oh yeah. Oh, this is a game everybody's got to love to see coming right out, right out the gate. Yeah, especially I mean, with how the past couple games, you know, Steelers Bills lately have been good games to begin with, games. and then take you know two playoff teams from last year and um put them right up against each other week one. Why not? Let's do yeah. it. Um. I'm going to tell you something because some people were talking about you in the live chat earlier about the Steelers and the power rankings and where some people have them. I've seen them in 10th. I've seen them in 14th. I've seen some people put them in the 20th. I I do the 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 betting article, and I, I had that this morning at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers, because the Pittsburgh Steelers are six-and-a-half-point underdogs going into this game. Um, the over under, I think just changed a little bit. I think it was 49. Now it's 48 and a half, but I get my information from odd shark. If I said there are odds shark, there we go. Um, and they have consensus picks, everything. One of the newer things that they have there is they have, they have some stuff on there by, by a company, I guess it's called prediction machine. And the only reason I'm bringing this up is because they have power rankings from prediction machine. Tell you what, 
This is the highest power ranking I've seen for the Pittsburgh Steelers. They have the Steelers and the Bills as the only matchup in the NFL this weekend. Well, wait, that's not true. The only AFC matchup in the NFL this weekend that has single-digit power rankings going up against each other. The other one, because I forgot about this game. This is a pretty premier game. You've got Packers Saints, and they actually have Packers and Saints as their number two and number three power rankings. But they have the Pittsburgh Steelers and their power rankings. They have them at four and the Bills at five. That's crazy. They have Chiefs one, Saints two, um, uh, Packers three, Steelers four, um, which I find very interesting. You know, they have the Ravens and Browns outside the top ten. Come back to me and talk power rankings, any of them, after about four weeks. Because, honestly, preseason power rankings are a joke. Exactly. Because my whole point is, when they're as high as four and as low as 22, that just means no one has any clue what they're talking about. They have Mm -hmm. no clue what they're talking about. Okay? And, yeah, I know what you're saying. I'm like, someone just said the Saints. Yeah, that's crazy. But that's what they have. That's just basically what they have from how they have everything listed out. So this might not be a very good source. I've never seen them before until they started throwing them in here with the stuff with odd shark. But this is a, this is a key matchup. And that's just what I was talking about is this is the Steelers have a lot of these this year. Cause you know, they play the chiefs. Of course, every year they play the Ravens. Um, now you can actually see the Browns are at least a game, you know? So you have some of these, key matchups. And I mean, and then the Steelers here, here before too long, they're going to green Bay. You know, that's another one. So they have a lot of these big matchups. So this is, I, I'm going to say it now, this is a good test for, for week one, but it's this, the sky is not falling. If the Steelers do not win this game. Right. No. Yeah. Not necessarily. Yeah. If the Steelers lost this game 45 to zero, I'd be a little bit. <laughs> exactly. Worried. It depends how they win or lose the game. Correct. Right. Yeah. You know, if, if this is one of those, you know, 27, 24 games or, or, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is it great? No. Is it going to sting? Yes. Is it the end of the world season over? No, no. But if it's 45 to nothing, oh my God. Gosh, I don't want to do a podcast after a game like that next week because, you know, someone will have to make sure I've taken my blood pressure medicine um, because of all the yelling I'll be doing. So, I mean, if they opened up at home against one of the teams ranked at the bottom, like the Jets or something like that, and then they, and they lose, then you that's when you flip out. But the yeah. Steelers are playing a quality opponent on the road. So this is, I mean, it's really going to show us a lot of what they're about. And, and like I said, it depends on how they win or lose the game. Because if the Bills come out and have eight turnovers and the, and the Steelers, you know, get by because the Bills miss a field goal to win the game at the end, that's not going to instill a lot of confidence either. You no, know what I'm saying? it's not. So yep. it, it really, you know, to me, the Bills are better coached than that. I don't, I don't see that happening, you know. Um but at the same time, it, it it really depends on how the game is played. It honestly sounds an awful lot like preseason week four when we were saying, you know, the Steelers are going out here. They're not playing their starters. You want to see them be competitive. It doesn't matter if they win. And this isn't that it doesn't matter if they don't win the game because it's the regular season. It's very – it's important. But my, then they came yeah. out and played the way they did. You know what I'm saying? Right. 
Yeah. Well, well so, someone, oh, let me make sure I get it up here because I'll go pull it up. So yep. if someone, you know, if I had that 45 to zero game like I'm talking about, yeah, Pittsburgh said knee jerk reaction will be one giant swearing rant. Oh, yes. <laughs> the swear jar will be full. Yeah. My kids' college will be paid for in full in cash by what the swear jar looks like. Not, yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So let's get into some more of these things that we said that when we were asking the, the question of can the Steelers bring it all together for week one? Yep. The defense. I mean, we're just yep. talking. I mean, in order to talk about that more, we were set it up a little bit even more in this half is that there's there's a lot going on with this more than just points for, points against, and everything else. So the defense. What does yes. the defense need to bring together in order to have a, a greater chance of winning this game on Sunday? Okay. Anything particular you want to start with? Mm, it's a Sure, why not? Let's go with the first. Let's go with the obvious first. Okay. Okay. Is Trent Jordan Watt on the field? <laughs> there you go. That's, you know, we, we talked about it a lot in the first half. We talked about the contract situation. Coach Tomlin says he expects him to practice tomorrow. He said he, they even asked, well, are you expecting this because of conversations you've had? And he's like, I'm not telling you about conversations we've had. He says, I'm leaving that between us. So I don't blame him there, but he has... Coach Tom has all the confidence that there he's going to be practicing tomorrow and available week one. The question is how available, you know, but also Coach Tomlin's like, man, I've got I've got no reservations about added snaps to Melvin Ingram the third. Um, very happy with what he's brought to the Steelers. Um and Jeffrey, I already talked about Jeffrey's on the cutting room floor. Something else that he brought up, um, on, I'm pretty sure it was on that one. I've listened to so many podcasts today. I can't remember which one it is. I think it was Jeffrey. I'm giving credit to Jeffrey, even if it's not Jeffrey, because he's got a credit great to show. Jeffrey because okay? Jeffrey deserves credit. Exactly. Yeah. And it was the Steelers wouldn't have kept only four outside linebackers if they didn't expect Watt to play. Yep. They would have kept more. That's still a question. Yeah. So, yes. I'm going to bring up the question of because of last year. Yep. Last year, Jeffrey Benedict and I did a Steelers Vertex after the Bills game. And it was basically, I think it was, was it right after the game or was it even in the off season? I can't remember. It it all runs together. You know, 2,200 articles in three years. We'll we'll do that to you. Um, What happened with the Bills is they scored two touchdowns coming out of the second half. And that was the difference in the game. And they moved the ball so well, all they did was move Stefan Diggs to the other side to get him away from Steven Nelson and on Cam Sutton. And that's what they did. Yep. yep. And then the Steelers adjusted. Well, after two touchdowns. Yeah, after two touchdowns. But well, there's no Steven Nelson now, but there was no Joe Hayden in that game. So now you got Joe Hayden back. But you really have to question what's going on at the cornerback position, especially mm-hmm. with everything going on with the sub package. I, I I did an article on it today where Coach Tomlin basically laughed about it and said, "Hey, you noticed that we didn't put a slot corner in position on the on the depth chart? Yeah, we did that on purpose." <laughs> but he didn't just say he's like, "Because I'm playing it close to the vest." In other words, I don't have to tell you, so why should I? Well, the thing is, people are like, "Is is it that he doesn't know? They still aren't sure. They're still trying to work it out, or even better." Do we have to know 
Because in telling us, you're also telling the Bills. Correct. Let the Bills have to plan around it. Now, I've said that I think the Bills are a very well-coached team. There's a chance that once the Steelers show what they're doing in self-package football, they will make halftime adjustments. Yes, they will. So you have to you have to look at that. The Bills are good at making halftime adjustments. They're very well coached. So that's something that's interesting. But why tip your hand if you don't have to? Um, so I'm kind of happy, but at the same time, does it really instill a lot of confidence, does it? Because we don't really know what they're going to do. Nope. Okay. That was one that was one of the things on my list, yes, for the defense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the, the first one, the, the obvious one that I brought up with Watt, and then that was the sec- the second one. How what are we doing with corner? Um again, they could have a plan and it could go just as perfect and wonderful as we could hope for. Okay. I'm I'm ripping but the off. Fact that, yeah. But the fact that that's been a question. Yes, it's it's been a question all offseason still. And yeah. we're feeling we haven't gotten the answer yet. That means it's still a question going yeah. into the first game. And something that Coach Tomlin had to answer about was newly acquired cornerback um, Akello Witherspoon. And the question is, is he even going to be up to speed enough to have a helmet this week? And Coach Tomlin's answer is like, We'll see. You know, I'm not looking for him to be an answer in week one. Um, I don't know it, you know, so many times. He could be, because Coach Tomlin said we'll see. Yeah. I mean, you didn't expect, I mean, how much did we expect from Micah Fitzpatrick his first week with the Steelers? Boy, oh boy, did he come out. Now it's a little bit different because free safety, they could just kind of say, okay, you do this and everything else will work around you. It's not as easy to do that uh, at corner. So I don't know how... You know, I still have flashbacks of Justin Gilbert and Brandon Boykin where the Steelers made trades for cornerbacks after after the preseason, and they never got up to speed, ever, the whole season. So that that's still being burned by that still in the back of my mind. I just – I don't think this is the same for some reason. I don't know why I do it. But once again, I'm going to rip off Jeffrey Benedict because, Mike, if you're not listening to um, – is it from the cutting room floor? Whatever the cutting room floor is – it, it, it's great stuff. And he dove into how when teams come out in 11 personnel, which is the, the most common personnel grouping in the NFL, that's one running back, one tight end, three receivers. When they come out in that, the Steelers have often been keeping their base defense, which means they don't pull the nose guard and bring in and, and bring in another corner. They've been going at it with base defense, and you can either, you know, use a linebacker. I know people here like linebacker in the slot. <gasps> what are we going to do? You know, you know, the other option was he says is is there is having Terrell Edmonds come up and line up on that guy. And he's saying when you do that, the Steelers defensive front is just I mean, they've got numbers. They base, I mean, yeah. it's it's one, I mean. When if you keep that that sub package, I mean, or that base personnel in that package, you basically have one free person on each team: the quarterback on offense and the free safety on defense. Everybody else is match up. That, that's yep. just what it is. So, and with the Steelers' defensive front, you know, Jeffrey talked about this: no one there to to, to double Cam Hayward, no one there to, to 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 double Watt, no one there, you know, to do those kind of things. He said, of course, Stephon to it, which. Unfortunately, 
it's still going to be three games until we get at least until we get to see him. But that, you know, cause that's another thing of, of weathering this storm and getting it all together it has to do with the injuries. So it's going to be real interesting to see how this defense plays certain things. And I like the fact that they're trying to be as secretive as possible until I saw sure. someone comment on an art on my article that said, Oh, the, all the bills got to do is wait for is wait for Keith Butler to talk this week, because I'm sure he'll lay out the whole game plan for him. <laughs> <laughs> Cause he does have a tendency to say a little bit too much about stuff. So um, anything more you want to say about the corners? I've been talking an awful lot about it. No, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm right. I got, I got one more. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And I bet I bet it's out there on your radar too, because mm-hmm. the questions we still don't have answered are are that are still a question. You know, some things to be answered going into this first week is still at inside linebacker. Yeah, and is is Devin Bush up to up to speed? Yeah, and up, is up to full game speed. And has and by that that means can yeah. he play all the snaps he'd usually play? I don't know that he's ready to do that, and it's okay if he's not. Either. What I'm more worried about is his confidence in his knee. Because if he's only moving at 95%, that's for Devin Bush, that's a big deal, if you know what I mean. So I'm okay if he can only play 75% of the snaps and they have to do something else. I would rather have 75% of the snaps of Devin Bush going hundred percent. Than yes. I would of Devin Bush playing 100% of the snaps going at 85%. If the, does, yes. does that make sense? That's sure so, Yeah. So, but you're exactly right. We don't know which you have from Devin Bush. You don't know how well he's meshed with Joe Schobert. Correct. So, and, and there, that, yeah. that's really what it comes down to for me is, is how much um, time has, have Bush and Schobert spent together? Have they started to, to to what I want to say, um, m- meld in. You know, yeah, are they getting together? In, <laughs> there you go into a unit of yeah. inside linebackers. Um, if if they if they have if that answers, you know, if we get an answer to that early on and they and they're great, then whoo, yeah, know, good for us and mm-hmm. look out Buffalo's offense. But yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, if not, again, you don't have to be at skies falling yet because these guys just haven't had a whole lot of time. But you know, you'll hope it gets better. But again, I just don't want to see it as a crash and burn type situation. It, exactly. So, I mean, at the same time, you know, you you look at the at the bills that this is week one for them too. And I'll be honest with you, I didn't watch them in the preseason. I know one of their games, they absolutely shellac somebody. Um, but with the Steelers, I hate to bring this up. Are you going to jinx us again? No, I'm not going to jinx us, but I'm, I'm oh, going to okay. say it. There's, there's, there's so many reasons to be overconfident and overcritical of this team at the same time. Yeah, you could be completely overconfident of like people are unproven and things like that, or or whatnot, or you could just be be. You know that did I say overconfident? That's overcritical. Okay, or overconfident of like, oh, but look, look at what this team did in the little bit they were together. You know, in the preseason, the Steelers played four opponents, and you know how many wins those four opponents had combined? One. The only win of any opponent they had in the preseason was the Panthers beating the Steelers. They didn't win any other preseason games. 
the Lions didn't win any of the preseason games. The Eagles tied one, um, but didn't win any of the preseason games. And the Cowboys didn't win any preseason games. So, but at the same time, it's the preseason. So, um, so, so, so there you go. There, there um, are no, you, tro- you no, trophies give, no trophies given out for winning the preseason. Exactly. Exactly. So, so uh, before we get into, you know, our end and predictions and open it up to you all, a, a couple other things. And I kind of just mentioned the one about bringing it together is the whole notion of injuries. Um, Anthony McFarland, he's on injured reserve. Don't don't know how much that impact. It, it would be nice to have that. I, I don't know where he's going to fall on the depth chart of running back, even if he was healthy. You know what I'm saying? Although yep. Steelers fans liked to see him there. I mean, Steelers fans don't want to see Benny Snell as the number two. They'd rather see him as the four with McFarland back, but yet Snell's listed at the two. It's still really about Najee Harris. Zach Banner makes it a little bit nervous and and of not having him at right tackle. But at the same time, how do I say this? Zach Banner being out might have given a chance for Dan Moore to show what he can do. And if Dan Moore goes Kevin Dotson, I don't see them making the same mistake two years in a row. And pulling him out just because other people are back. What's funny is is Dan Moore playing next to Kevin Dotson. I'd like to see what that side of the line could end up yeah. doing. <laughs> yeah, if, I mean, it's exciting Dan to see Moore what goes do. Kevin Dotson next to Kevin Dotson going Kevin Dotson. Yeah, yeah. That, I that, mean, that could be fun to see. But what I'm saying is, Kevin Dotson balled out, and yet if other people were healthy, they played over top of him. I don't know that they made the same mistake two years in a row. I don't know if that was a Tomlin thing, a Feetner thing, or a Surrett thing. But my thing is, if Zach Banner's going to miss three games and then he comes back and, that, and it makes this line get better, I mean, I honestly feel better. I know people are like, Banner's not proven. I feel better with Chooks as the swing tackle right now. If Banner – I mean, he only played 12 snaps against Carolina but looked good in those 12 snaps. So – there's still some question marks there, but he's out. The biggest one is Stefan to it. It really is. Um, yeah, it is. Don't know how long the, the, the knee is going to be an issue. And it's still also personal. I mean, don't know that Stefan to it was going to be ready to play, even if the knee was fine based on everything going on in his life. So I'm not going to discredit that. I'm not going to say it's a problem. I've, you know, I can't fathom what he's going through. I don't know that it's all about the knee. I don't know that it's not all about the knee. So don't know when to it's going to come back into it, but a come back into it. Yeah. To it, come back into it. But a full strength step onto it is a game changer. And the Steelers, I don't know if they were going to have a full strength step onto it anyway, but you know that you don't. So to me, that's right. the biggest loss injury wise. Got to say a little bit because though you don't want the game to come down to it, but can new specialists make sure that they have it brought together? You know, we all we all love big press with his punting. Is the holding going to be good? Yep. Is the snaps going to be good from Christian Koontz? Okay. These are all things guys playing their first NFL games. Are they going to be, you know, are they going to have it? 
the way they need to have it for your, I mean, that's a big deal. I mean, I would love to play my first NFL game. You know what I'm saying? So just things to think about. What do you have to say about that? Rich? All, all valid points, all things to be thinking about. That's, that's, you know, mm-hmm. I, I can't remember, you know, we went into last year with some mm-hmm. questions with some questions unanswered that we were still looking for answers for. And I felt like we got great answers to those questions mm-hmm. to help us start out 11 and 0. I just feel that there's even maybe not as big a questions in some areas, but because there's so many more questions, um, it's hard for me to get a full grasp on how this is going to play out on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's that's and the thing is they could bring together they could bring together all these things and the Steelers defense could get the big shut out of the fourth quarter and the Steelers could you know have you know protect Big Ben the whole game great move down the field score that touchdown to to send it to overtime and then have a bad snap. You know what I'm saying? Yes. <laughs> it only takes one little thing of not coming together that could completely derail. And trust me, the only reason I use that as an example is because Steeler fans know how much one snap can change everything. Oh, <laughs> you know, that's what we've been living we please, for nine months. <laughs> please not have it to start yes. the game. Yeah. Okay. So that's that. That's it. I'm going to bring this one up just because I want to say it. I said, um, um, Faustino Flores says Moran Dodson will be a problem. My question is, are they going to be a problem for the Steelers, or are they going to be a problem for their opponents? I'm, I'm, I'm right. With, and, and I'm that's hoping the, that it's a problem for their opponents, but I, I'm not sure which one you meant. But I, I, I just like that. Rich, maybe, maybe they're not sure which one they meant. They're not yeah. sure. They might not be sure either. It could right. be, yeah. I'm excited. I mean, I'm excited about the optimism, but at the same time, I'm like, you know, when else I was excited, I was also really excited for the Steelers starting off um, 2019. I'm like, just think if they could go into New England and make a statement. (laughs) They sure did make a statement in that game. I'm not looking good. It was not a good statement, but I, I, but even see how much, you know, that season changed. So these things are coming together. We'll continue to hopefully come together as the season goes on. We'll just see how it is for week one. Rich, you ready to do this? I am. Let's get to it. You have to. Now, I don't do this here. I know. Because I have to save it for the preview Thursday night. So if you're not, if make sure you come back Thursday night for myself, Jeff Hartman, and Brian Anthony Davis on the Steelers preview. Rich, before we bring it up for Ev, um, Okay. Everybody don't put them I out do there. Have to say what Faustino said. He said for the other team, Dave. Okay. Love the idea of them to say. I agreed. I was I just was worried that you were saying the other thing. I agreed. That's great. So what we do every week during the regular season is we ask a big well, even the offseason, we ask a big question. But what we do in the red season, we ask a score prediction. Now, don't put your score in the live chat yet. If you're new to us here, I will bring up and ask you all to give your score. Rich will give his score. Then once I put it up in the live chat, you all type yours in. I will bring up your score. If you just have numbers, I'm going to assume you mean Steelers, but it's easier if you actually tell us the teams. Rich, what is your score prediction for Sunday at 1 o'clock against the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo? 
I've been pondering this for quite some time, mm -hmm. um, for a couple days. And believe it or not, oh, do you want to know what I did before I went to sleep last night? What'd you do? Oh, I, I forget whose story it was about, but I'm sure it was about TJ Watt because that's where all the conversation went. And when I went to the story, there were like 230 some over 300 comments. That was my story. No, it was it was 230. <laughs> it was 230 some when I got in there. It, it was, was 300 some this morning. <laughs> 260 some by the time I got through them all and yeah. and read everything. I went through and read all those last night. I and couldn't do you it. Know what? It was too much. There was there was good and bad and and, and ugly. Um, everything didn't even focus on what. There were some other things that went on talked about, and you know, and as we did with the show here tonight, there there are some question marks going on. Um, so for me, oh, this is one of those where where I could see the Steelers coming out and playing really well and walking out with the win, and I could see the Steelers coming out and giving one of those New England games of two years ago. Yeah, but I'm going to put it somewhere. In between that, okay? okay. Um, I will say Steelers play well. Do have a few glitches on some of the things we talked about. Before you say it, for those of you I know everybody's, up, put, everybody's putting their bring them up. Got it. Nope. Um, I'm, you know what? I'm putting you in timeout. There you uh, go. No, that's Tate Boys. He, he's he's on with Brian on, on, on 2 a.m. show, so I can't do that. Okay. <laughs> go um, ahead. Finish up. Final score, uh, this, I, I love a nail-biter in this one, 24-23, Buffalo. Okay, uh, so the Steelers cover, but don't pull out the win. Come cover, really close, play and well people are going to start road, talking about them. Play well on the road, cover the spread, but don't quite come up with enough to win. Gotcha. 24-23, Buffalo. I, it's in the live chat. I've got the score. So many people are ready to go. Um, I'm sure because they, they all, a lot of people silenced themselves on, on, on the live <laughs> chat waiting for it. So here we go. Well, and it explodes. Here we go. Okay, that's what would happen. It'll jump. George Teston, he says Steelers 27-24. George, I wanted to go with that score. <laughs> okay. Ryan Kellerman, 31-27 Bills. Um, small Ben seven. Oh, geez. Uh, 31, 28 bills, frowny face. Okay. Uh, Cree says bills, 26, um, Steelers 14. Um, and, but he says it could be because of turnovers. That's almost the same score as what it was last year. Wasn't it like 26, 15 last year? I didn't say that. Um, Tyler W says 21 to 20 bills. Okay. Steel Dog 88 says Steelers 16, Bills 14. See, the lower the score see, is, the more the, I could see it. Yeah. You know, I, the, I get that. See the Steelers winning. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Christopher 11 says 27 24, Pittsburgh. Notice everyone, almost everyone so far has this as a close game. And I, I can see that. Okay. Uh, Lumberzak says 24 17, Steelers. Uh, Bully Mob Kennel, the artist formerly known as Solarverse, says 24 13, Steelers. There we go. Um, Monster 19 says 2417 Steelers and Dennis Dennis has 3527 Bills. He's got the high scoring going. Okay. Um Brian Blackstock says 2723 Steelers. Justin no, Conway. No, no, no. 
Stillers. Stillers. Sorry. Thank I'm you. trying to read ahead. Uh, Justin Conway says 21 to 30 Buffalo. Okay. Bo says 27-20 Steelers, because he didn't say it is what I'm assuming. Brian Brown says 27-10 Steelers win. Bills are overrated. Hmm. I might say, if anything, the Bills' defense could be a little overrated from what they have thought to be in years past. But you know what? They haven't played we'll yet this year. That's, That's what we're right. going to say. No one's played yet. We got to see what they're going to do. Awesome stuff. 1983, Steelers 24, Bills 21. Okay. Stacey Lynn says Steelers 24-23. So she had your same score, opposite team winning. Yep. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say Clarence. He didn't give a score. He said Steelers by three on a line field goal in closing minutes. Okay. Um, um, Steelers-Pittsburgh says 24 Sorry, 27-24 Steelers. Okay. Kathy says Steelers 17, Bills 13. Um, Faustino says 27-26 Steelers. These are some good scores. We got to remember these. Okay. Uh, Michael O'Malley says 35-17 Steelers. That might be the biggest margin of victory that we've seen so far. Uh, Mark Tobin says Bills 30-17. George Rice says 27-17 Bills, unfortunately. Um David says 27-20 Bills. Kyle Johnson says 24-30 Buffalo. Uh, I can't tell which ones are I's and which ones are L's. Is that Elijah? I'm going to say Elijah. Elijah the Prophet. The Elijah prophet. the Prophet. That's it. Steelers go. 24, Bills 32. Okay. Terry Glover says 27-24 Steelers. Um, Clarence did give a score then. He said he said 17 14 Steelers after he said the three-point game. Okay. Um, Jerry Cherry Band says he predicts Josh Allen spends more time on the ground than on his feet and 27-17 Steelers. Okay. Kelvin, I always mess this up before. I know. Kelvin Colbert Sr. says 27-24 Steelers. Harris with a game-winning touchdown. Yeah, we've talked so much about Najee Harris in the offseason. As the game's getting here, I, I don't feel me feel us talking about it as much. Okay. Okay. Um, Christopher Hockenberry says 27-24 Steelers. Um, Presley will be using his leg by the end. Okay. Um, Tate Boyce said his bad on the quick tri- trigger. I know. I'll just give you give you a hard time. He says Steelers 26, Bills 23. Um, Tom, um, Tom. Blake. Okay. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll, I don't know if it's a silent J. Okay. Oh, it's, it's yogging. <laughs> Sorry. It could be a silent J. Sorry. I had to throw my Ron Burgundy in there. Uh, 31 Bills, Steelers 17, but hopefully it's the other way around. That's how I feel. If you're going to go against the Steelers, it's not that you are hoping they're going to lose. You're just saying what you honestly expect. Okay. Um, Henry Manuel says 34 31 Steelers. Both teams in the 30s. Never ender. 27-23 Steelers, thanks to turnovers and special teams. Okay, okay. Um, Sundar V or Sundar 5? I don't know. Um, I don't know. Good question. Um, don't know if we're going all Roman numerals. Well, the fact that they didn't use Roman numerals as their score, we'll say it's a V. Okay. Um, Bills 24-17. Um, Jeff Lauderdale says 34-24 Steelers because he says the Bills haven't played the Steelers at full strength in the Josh Allen era. Okay. I, are they this week? We'll see. I think we'll one Trent Jordan Watts really gonna really gonna gonna depend on that. I'm looking for for um um <laughs> Elijah the Prophet. Wanted to give a shout out for getting his name right. Okay. Uh Jennifer says 2417 Steelers. Uh Ryan O'Toole says 2117 good guys. 
that's Steelers in case you didn't know. Um, Wendell Wade says 1721 Steelers. Okay. Do you see any more? Um, yeah, Vincent, Vincent Price says, oh, ah, sorry. Hold on. Vincent Price says 10,000 Steelers, 21 Bulls. I think he meant Bills. <laughs> um, Blake Mitchell Farrell says 2016. That's Steelers. Um, Alex Flores says 2917 Buffalo wins. Um, Tom wants to know who replaces to it on the depth chart. It was Chris Wormley. Um, we hadn't mentioned that in the show. Um, nay, or is it knee or nay? No, I don't. That's a good one. I don't know. See, because your wife we call nay, but nay, she has two knees. I don't know. Two knees. Yeah, yeah, so I'd say nay. Drews. Nay. Okay. Um, nay. 25. <laughs> sorry. 35 27 Steelers. Um, as the season goes on, we'll get these pronunciations better. Or I'll get these yeah. pronunciations better. Uh, 24 21 Steelers by Richard Adamson. And Danny yeah, just Don a couple more. says 34 28 Steelers, or he says 27 17. He gave two. And is that Pino Bordone? Yep. Uh, 31 18 Bills. Um, Kevin, wow, these are a lot. Kevin Osborne, 31 28 Steelers. Um, and I think that's the think end. That did it. Yep. Yep. We're I calling think, it there. Yep. I still think Trent Jordan Watt is playing, like Steelers Pittsburgh said. The question is how much. Um, we'll get a better indication tomorrow when I get to write my first injury report article in nine months. Yay. Yay. Um, there was other things we could have talked about tonight. There's so much. You know, you had the news today of Mr. Butnick could get Rob signing to the practice squad of that purple team. Um, although they're expecting him to get moved up. They lost two running backs to the season-ending injury, so it kind of makes sense that they're going to be looking on the scrap heap for somebody. Um, lots of lots of other things going on that we, we could have brought up. But you know what? All these things are being covered at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. Make sure you check it out. Lots of great articles going on there. And we have so many podcasts coming at you. You should never be able to say, man, I wish I had another Steelers podcast to listen to. Just you know, subscribe. They're all there. Lots of them in, in audio only. Even our live YouTube shows end up in audio as well. This is how it goes. Rich, we're next week we get to back, we get to get back to normal form. Normal we form. The, we're the transition show. We finish up talk, you know, we talk about the game that happened. We transition to the one that's coming up. That's what we get to do next week. So um until then, we just are gonna come back after getting to see the Pittsburgh Steelers in regular season action. What do you think about that? Oh, that I'll tell you what, I'm looking forward to Sunday, writing the knee jerk reaction to the article, uh, getting back here next week into regular form. Um, Pittsburgh Steelers football this weekend. Can't wait.